on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Welcome to High Tide. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. And Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin, one pound to put in Mama's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as tins go rusty, this boyhood story had to end. Six minutes after four. Good morning, everybody. Welcome along to the High Tide program. Not looking like too bad a day out there. We'll tell you more about that in a moment. Mr. Blake, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Grant. Good morning, everyone. What a lovely day yesterday. Yeah, it was a beautiful day yesterday. I was Actually, you bring up an interesting point. I'm a little bit disappointed. In our yes. Mikey James, who was on before us. Yeah, well, what did Mike well, do? Well, for starters, I've, I found out he's a mini John Laws. He's got his own driver. He's oh. being chauffeured around at the moment, is our Mike James. But but he was out on the water in Newcastle Harbour yesterday, talking on radio about how wonderful it was. No fish report. Okay. No okay. fish report. Mr. James, where's your, where's your dedication to the network? Yes, yes. Now, you finished sledging for the morning? Yeah, I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> good I feel so much better. <laughs> Peter Sayer, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. What a great pleasure it is to be here. Maybe I can sort that problem out by coming down more often. Now, it's only a couple of thousand miles, a couple of thousand k's that come down here. Yeah. Just for this show, that's why I'm well, here. The, look, the, there's the dedication, Mike. There's the dedication. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle, his wife, buys him the ticket all the time. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah, she can't wait to get rid of me yeah. and do the house renovations. Yeah. <laughs> seems to be a going thing between you two. House yeah, renovations. House renovations, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. His whole demeanour changed then when he said that. Yeah, well, see, Alan looks around and thinks, I could get propellers. Look at that. I'll get another engine. I could look at that. I could. <laughs> As he said yesterday. I could get another house. <laughs> <laughs> another house. As he said yesterday, it's all balance, balance, isn't it? Yes. 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 Happy wife, happy life. Too true. Yes, and uh, I owe her a few, so there's no problems. I can't complain about it. The kids are over here, so we're moving everything out of the house for the renovation. The good thing is they're demolishing everything while I'm away for three weeks. <laughs> she mostly changed the locks, too. <laughs> Comes home, there's a sign-up, we've moved. <laughs> gates changed, gate code. Uh, tides for yes, today. Yes, please. 415 in a couple of minutes, 1.58 metres, a high. There's a low at 11.19am, 0.62. A high this afternoon at 5.12pm, 1.12. And a low this evening at 10.35.73. Pete. Yes. Up around Port Douglas, Mm -hmm. uh, are the tides as dramatic as they are, say, like on the West Coast? No, they're not. Uh, Port Douglas is around about a two and a half metre uh, high. That's about about 3.2s, actually. Okay, so still a bit of water. But down down around Mackay, they're looking at six metre tides. Why is the difference? Why so much difference in that short distance? You know, it's one of those questions I keep asking. I get the same answer, and it's to do with the coastal waterways. Um, Where you've got an area where the, the... um, a lot of marsh area and that sort of stuff and little bays and coves, the tides tend to be higher. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Let's yeah. say I was tied by a hydrographer and I still can't work that out. Hydrographer? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, there's hydrographer's passage up there. Hydrographer? I, I, I want to I become a hydrographer. I want to be able to tell people I'm a... And just watch the blank look on their face. That's it, yeah. Well, down here you've got a famous place called Manly Hydrographic Department. Mm, yes. It's, yeah, that's... Um, the study of tides, it fascinates me how they get it so accurate, so far out. Like, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Really <clears throat> and there's a lot of maths in it. Okay, well, go back further. The Maori charts. Yeah. They've been around for a long while. How did the, the Maoris work out all the charts and the tides and know what was going on so many years ago? It's mm. so accurate. They are. They're very accurate. Yeah. Star charts, too. They, yeah. you know, they've been around for years. Now, when you look at the old navigators, used to use the moons around Mars to predict longitude. 
Wow. <laughs> like, I don't even know if we can still build a telescope to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that, a lot of the, the charting back then too was very hit and miss. No, no. Hey, well, up until the 1970s, Pete, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but around uh, Lizard Island and all that, the ribbon roof, so it was all charted by Cook originally, wasn't it? Yeah, Flinders. Yeah, Flinders. Flinders, okay. Flinders done all the charting up yeah. through there. Um, he was a fantastic navigator. You know, you can even get things like the, the Flinders Bar, which are part of a, a part of a compass yeah. these days, and um, it, it sits under there and balances the compass out depending on the the uh, latitude. But uh, yeah, he was a very good navigator. But I was talking to someone in Torres Strait, and um, it's a, a Torres Strait Islander, an older older guy, and I said, "How did they navigate back in the older days?" And he said, "Oh, we um, navigate by song." And I went, okay. And he said, well, you learn by song. And I went, I do. And he said, yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, so learn by song. So what we would learn as we paddled along was the moon should be rising over the big island in the west and this should be going here and you paddle along and then you turn, you should be getting into a current and... Obviously, I can't remember exactly everything yeah. he said. So they made up a song Yeah, about they made it. up a song. So that's wow. why when they, as they were paddling along, they'd be singing. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you talk about the navigators. It's an interesting fact when you think that uh, Captain Cook, his sailing master on his life circumnavigation was Bly, who was a very good sailor. He's only 23. Yes. And one of his understudies in later years was Matthew Flinders under yes, Bly. that's yeah. it. Mm. So they're all... Intertwined type of thing. A nice guy, Bly, apparently. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> good sailor. Crew loved him. Really good navigator, though you're right. He yeah. was re- renowned for being a, a brilliant navigator. And, and you hear the stories, when, when not so much then, but others, Flinders as well, you know, if they get shipwrecked somewhere, they'd grab a longboat to grab some timber, make a boat, put a sail on it, sail five or six hundred yeah. miles. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing that cracks me up about James Cook, and, and even Bly for that matter, I mean... So often when you you go through their their diaries or somebody's diaries that were you know and a lot of people with with James Cook, a lot of the people that sailed with him on his first circumnavigation went for the second yeah. and so on and so on and so on. The number of times you hear that you know he walks out on deck and goes hard to starboard because there's a big reef in front. Like we talk about a great navigator, but mind you, of course he was going into areas. You hang around on the Coral Coast. Yeah, I mean, imagine that without charts. One of the stories I like is that my nose Captain Cook found his way out of Cook Down, went to Lizard Island, and found out through Four Mile Passage he went out. But what's less known is as he went up the coast a bit more, he thought, all right, I might cut in through the reef here. And then the current changed. Yes. And they looked like they're going to wind up on the roof. So out the long boat, row, row, row. <laughs> row. And like there's no incentive like the only means of survival is that ship and you're towing it by rowing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a number of times they're only 50 metres off being shipwrecked. Yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah. and eventually I think the, the tide changed again. They, they got back out again. What happened? You're sailing in, the wind stopped. So then they were drifting into the reef. And then the, just before it hit, the tide changed again. And went out. So they must have been rowing for six hours or something. <laughs> the thing that the, the thing that cracks me up. Well, not cracks me up, but I just sit there in total um, empathy for these for these people. We've all whinged about having to pull an anchor up before, haven't we? Try it on a tall ship. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, talking charts though. It's it's not that long ago. Back in the eighties, when I first started going, or late seventies, when I first started going out to the um, Swains reefs, um, that there were no charts as such. What we relied on. Um, with some aerial photos that had been taken uh, by satellite, sorry, sort of satellite photos, of where they were thinking about putting oil rigs out there. And, and they, <laughs> they were the most accurate. And there's, little, there's these little crosses. I've still got the charts on board, actually. Yeah. And the, 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 there's these little crosses on the oh, – sorry, little triangles on the charts, and that's where they pen, planned to put oil rigs back in the day. Wow. And that was, that was prior to uh, GPS, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, we didn't have GPS on the boat. We didn't have a sat nav on that boat. We did have a sextant, um, and it was, I, was, I was only only young. I was only twenty, almost twenty years of age, I think, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But, but you uh, go back. People that sailed around the world, Sir Francis Chichester and, and people like that type. They had none of these modern navigation aids. Oh no, the we have type of thing. Yeah, but what about the mathematics involved? Like I, I still have trouble doing it with a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yet someone had to make all these charts up to the star charts and the, the what we call the Norrie tables. It's very smart people back in the day. You'd wonder what the reaction of, you know, the old time sailors would be if they saw GPS now and our chart plotters. If you just, yeah, one of the um, one of the uh, what are those boats called the the 
the uh, racing yachts these days, the Sayog GPs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sayog GPs. One of them overtakes you. Yeah, a foiling <laughs> boat, yeah. Well, you see the trimarans, the single-handed 106-foot trimarans that are going around the world. There's six of them. There's a race going on at the moment. And they're a 106-foot trimaran. Wow. And they'll do 47 knots. What, well, it'll take them a week? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. 47 and knots. And they hardly leave the cockpit type of thing in the things. That's a big boat. Oh, it's massive. Wow. The longest part of the round-the-world trip would be clearing customs out of the country. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, coming into Australia. You've got to clean your hole before you come in. Oh, okay, right. we'll be yeah. there in a month. Yeah. <laughs> clean the ballast tanks. We'll take a break here on Hide Side. We're going to head off to uh, Lake Macquarie. I've got a bit of a fish report. Yearn's been out, or well, one of his mates has been out and about too. And we'll catch up with Brad Ekman as well. This is High Tide, 16 after 4. 13, 12, 69. Talking Sport. This is 2SM. 20 years ago, we started Talking Sport. I suppose we've got to stay Happy New Year, but you're going to get sick of <laughs> that. Yet in time, it was clear that what you love would dominate the hours of air we occupy five days a week. Welcome back. I'm sitting in the shed celebrating a birthday. Not mine, but your 21st. So how good's that? Excellent. Yeah, no, the afternoon's not the same when you aren't here, that's for sure. You will still receive the passion we have for our games and your calls and those texts. Boys, great to have you back where it's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> on you, Pat. Well, you took your sweet time getting back. I mean, five weeks oh. is one-tenth of a year. Has that ever occurred to you? That's okay, mate. The most important thing is, thank God you're back. Happy New Year. 21 years on, it's great to be back. Talking Sport. Weekdays from 3. If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, Network Construction Services could save you a hell of a lot of time and, believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like waterproofing or concrete cancer repairs, which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or, better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 98085673. Got it? 98085673. 5673. On Friday, February 23, the Royal Automobile Club presents an evening of motoring nostalgia with John Law's CBE. Over an extraordinary career spanning 70 years, John Law's has entertained us on radio. Equally, his passion for special cars has been a lifetime interest, and he'll entertain us with the collector cars that caught his eye. John Law's CBE, February 23, at the Royal Automobile Club. Phone 8273-2300 and ask for events. Proudly supported by Valvoline, the original engine oil. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian credit licence number... 535100. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au. Or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Time to take a look at the weather if you're thinking of heading out to play today. Broken Bay to Port Hacking looks this way. North to northeasterly, about 10 knots is what they're saying. Seas below one metre. The swell will be east, northeasterly, around about one metre. Inshore increasing to one to 1.5. Offshore mostly sunny. The forecast for Cape Morton, which apparently is spelt incorrectly. Is it? Yes. Why? Because um, his name was Morten, T-E-N, that was named Morten? after. But apparently James wrote it 
down incorrectly. Anyway, that's beside the point. South, south easterly 15 to 20 knots, seas 1 to 1.5, swell easterly 1.5. Clear conditions, nice temperatures, 30 in Sydney today, 30 in Brisbane and 30 in Newcastle. Why is there more places named after women? <laughs> what are you on about? I'm not going there. I'm, I'm keeping out of this one. Now, Yearn has sent in a message. Yes. Uh, this morning on the Facebook uh, page, uh, he said, um, a great report from some mates up around Lake Macquarie, plenty of flathead, 40 to 45 centimetres, and oodles of squid. Oodles. 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 Oodles for your noodles. So let's check to see if uh, that collates with our good friend Bradley Ekman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. How are you going? Not too bad. How was yesterday? Yesterday's a terrific day for fishing. It was, that's for sure. What did we catch? Um, we caught lots of knots of trag. Then we got our bag limit of trag and some nice reddies and then a few other bits and pieces, some nice bonito and moeys and, yeah, a few other things. Anyway, we did, so, yeah, it had a good day out. Okay. What about the squid? Was there any squid? Uh, not where we were fishing, but I know the lake is, like, full of squid at the moment. Like, there's so many in the lake, it's not, you know, they're everywhere they are. Okay. Do you use squid, squid bait or what are you using for bait? Uh, yesterday it was just pilchards and we were catching yellowtail and using yellowtail for bait as well. Right. So, yeah, no, it was a good day out yesterday. So, yeah, everybody caught a good feed of fish and yeah, happy days all around. It was anyway. That's good. Do you clean the fish on board before the putters get off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we clean them all and bag them, bag them up for them so everything's all good. We sort of... um. They all yeah, caught a lot of fish yesterday and we ended up coming home early just so you could clean them all, to be honest. Like, <laughs> that many and, yeah, once you caught your bag limit, that was it. So oh, that's right. Yeah, so that was all good anyway yesterday. Okay. And, yeah, the water's really nice. What's nice your plan for today? Well, uh, same as yesterday, sort of, yeah, six o'clock bridge out and just ensure reef fishing again anyway and just... Yeah, hit up a you know, few of the spots anyway and see how we go today again anyway. Six o'clock, a late start. That's <laughs> no, all good, but yeah. Nothing like being out on the water, especially heading out the heads as the sun's coming up. I don't, I, it never, ever gets dull for me, ever. No, no, no. It's always very nice, especially on a nice day. It's just like, wow, it's just, you know, good for you. It is anyway, you know what I mean? Like, it's good for your mental health. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, certainly a nice, you know, nice way to start the day anyway it is, so. Brilliant. Yeah, well, get you have a great week, my friend, and if people want to book with Renegade Blue Water Charters, how do they do it? Uh, they can just give us a buzz on the phone, 0437 389 or just send us a message on our social media on Facebook or Instagram. Good photo you put up yesterday, offshore. Love that pic. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah, certainly nice. There might be another one today, hopefully. Too. <laughs> good on you, buddy. Have a good week. Thank you. Take it easy. Sir. See you, Brad. Bye. Thank you. Now, Peter, do you miss your charter days at all, fishing? I miss the customers, I think. Some of the really right. nice guys we had out there, but to be and honest. And girls? Oh, and girls, and yes, girls. absolutely. <clears throat> it, was, it, was a, it was a busy time, but it was time for me to slow down a bit. I was just spending too much time away from home and that yeah. sort of stuff, and yeah. it's it's hard work. Yeah. It is hard work. Yeah, that, so. that punters don't realise for the charter you've got to prepare for it, do it all, uh, clean it up all afterwards. It's not just a go and have a bit of fun. Particularly when it's an overnight charter, if you're going out for ten days or thirty days, as be done for some of the commercial type stuff, yeah. it's a lot of preparation in advance. And let's be honest, it's a bit like opening up your pencil case. There are some sharp pencils. And there are some not so sharp pencils, and sometimes you get uh, people. And there's some broken pencils. Some broken pencils. <laughs> yes. Sometimes yeah. you get people on the boat that have got a different idea of what going out on the boat's going to be all about. To be honest, I used to like taking out the, the serious fishers and not the serious drinkers. Yeah. Yes. And, and yes. I used to say, you know, if you just want to drink, just go to a pub. It's cheaper. 
Mm. <laughs> but yeah. you know, by all means, if you want to have a couple of beers during the day and right. you know, have a fish, by all means, please do so. Enjoy it, but don't go overboard. Yeah, but when they go out and they're solely focused on the, the yeah. drinking and the yahooing and if a line's in... Or if they've had a night. massive night the night before, they're the hungover type. And yeah, over I'm sorry, oh, they're the but best. I... They're the best because you just clear their heads and you just stop the boat for a while and they get seasick and want to go back and that's the end of the day, so it's all over. <laughs> and I've seen that happen. Guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> Except we didn't go back. I, I, I manned up and we stayed out and we actually caught some good fish too. So, yeah. Incidentally, tide heights today at Mackay Harbour is a 4.9 occurring just now. Wow. And then at 142, it just drops down to a 1.9. Wow. So you've got a, a 1.9 metre low tide. Yeah, three metre swell. Yeah, so certainly, certainly spring tides that are on. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the peaks will get up around seven metres. Well, Hamilton Island has a massive change too, doesn't it? Well, that's not far from Mackay. That's it. And, yeah, well, uh, Early Beach the same. If you've ever yeah. walked down those ramps there at Early Beach. Yes, after, um, yeah, I've trying, done to, that. trying to carry the odd carton yeah, of beer well, or No, yeah, the trolley, trying <laughs> to hold the trolley full of all the grogs. <laughs> the free wheel, they've got three-wheel trolleys there too, I think, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. I had four wheels. I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you've cracked me. I, I, I always thought Alan was a, you know, a serious fisherman, but every time he talks about going out on his boat, it's food or, or, or drink. Yeah, uh, and fuel. <laughs> And feel, and feel. <laughs> we'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. But someone's passed me this one. Can I sue my beekeeper neighbour? My neighbour's bees flying around my garden, stealing the pollen or nectar from the flowers. Then the bees go back to my neighbour and create honey, but then harvests the honey and sells it. I was just bewildered by that uh, bee turnout. Oh, the email. What's she going to do next? Is she going to take people to court for getting food deliveries? Talk tonight. If rural property owner allows a truckload of hives, mm. the tradition is always that at the end of the season they're rewarded with a tin of honey. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. I reckon the numbers are getting out of control again. The joke up here among us is we need another election because when we had the last election, COVID just disappeared straight away off the... <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8pm. If you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical, dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester, luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peters. Scanpan cookware, Rydell glassware, Wedgwood dinnerware, Stanley Rogers cutlery and Sheridan towels. Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week, or shop online, petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else? Ensure a smooth journey by starting your next road trip at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre, where expertise meets reliability. Our technicians will check your vehicle is road trip ready. At Repco Authorised Service, we prioritise your safety and peace of mind. (laughs) Don't let car troubles ruin your holiday. Book your service online at repcoservice.com and hit the road with confidence. Sydney. Prepare for an encore like never before. Big Deal Touring presents Havashi Pure Piano Tour. Avashi, a virtuoso pianist and composer, a music visionary with rock star charisma. See him live Wednesday, May 22, Sydney Opera House. Book now, sydneyoperahouse.com. Hey you, right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's Inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. Search DAB Plus and listen now. 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 29 after 4 here on High Tide. We should have mentioned earlier that Kieran's not in today. No, no. Remember him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kieran's not in today. And the reasoning is? 
there's three of us in the studio already can't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> I, I, I thought he'd been out the disco all night. Yeah. <laughs> I think if so. Kieran can't get a word in, we're all in trouble. I think so. I think so. No, well, we, we miss him. There's no problems here. But Pete's here, so if you've got any questions, 13, 12, 6, 9. Grant hates answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have friends. Isn't it? I'm going to buy some later, Peter. <laughs> yes, <that's, laughs> Grant's had an interesting phone call a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> uh, look, it's being radio. It's radio, and people ring in, and unfortunately, some of them have a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's life. That's life. That's Sanya. <laughs> Remember that? That's going back. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was a good advertising campaign. Mm. Okay. Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle, 42 Gordon Street at Port Macquarie. Up there on the beach is a white and consistent on Lighthouse and North Beach. Some nice tailor on uh, almost most of the beaches. And uh, rocks, quality tailor on most of the headlands, along with increasing numbers of bonito. The garfish are around, uh, so you with the chance of a long-tailed tuna if you put in the time. Estuary, plenty of school mull away around the break walls. The flatheads have been consistent further up the river. Offshore, although the water uh, inshore has gone a tad green, there's been a few mackerel and cobia about. Snapper and pearl perch reasonable on the wider reefs off Plummer. That's Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle. Peter, we were talking about um, charting a bit earlier on. Um, up on. Up around where you like to go out and play, mm-hmm. uh, are there any areas that are still uncharted, like yeah, across the top yeah, of the there cape? is. Um, as we get up north of Lizard Island, um, getting up towards Cape York, if you get onto the outer edges of the reefs out there, uh, the area's blocked out on the charts that says uh, not fully charted or uncharted in some areas. <clears throat> and generally there's not too much out there, but you don't go for that area at night, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, the, um, the, the charts are quite accurate, but there's still bombies and that that, that pop up around there. Um, but on the Admiralty chart, there's a thing called a ZOC chart, which is a, a zone of confidence. And when you're usually down the bottom right-hand corner of the chart or where the chart um, title is, and it'll tell you um, uh, that the uh, the bottom has been swept and no ad, ad, no changes are there. Mm. I'm keep the, the right word. Or it might come back and say... Um, uh, insufficiently chartered, their um, dangers may exist, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, just refer to the zone of confidence chart. From now, p- people buying charts, they buy a chart and try to corner and say, yep, I've got a chart now, I don't need it. But there are updates for the charts, aren't there? Yes, even your electronic charts too. Um, get them updated. I nearly come to grief uh, recently over in the Solomon Islands. Um, I'd been a, I'd had a, a blood infection for a little while, and I needed to get over to Honiara to try and get some medication and stuff like that, and run out of the stuff on the flying doctor kits. And um, I got woken up as we made the approach to, if you could call it the harbour at Honiara, it's just <laughs> really, just really an anchorage. And I looked at looked at the uh, electronic chart I had, and I thought, oh yeah, I'd be right. I'd just anchor over here. It looks all right. I shouldn't have been driving the boat. I was not in the condition to be driving. I was just too far zonked. After I anchored, I thought, right, I'm going to mark our position here on a paper chart. And I'd anchored over some um, telecommunications cables. Oops. It could have been very, very, very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we um, we got out of there. So the, I, I'd made the fatal mistake of not updating my um, electronic charts before I left. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also up through the Diamond Passage in the, the Solomon Islands, it had been recharted, the the one I had on my um, uh, uh, plotter, it was out by about oh, 200 metres, I suppose. <laughs> I had, to, yeah. had to manually shift the positions across once I plotted a few within the area. Yeah, so. The I, I know from previous conversations I've had with you, um, when, when you go into a non-chartered area, we have a little tool that we can use to sort of help us along. And I've seen a few other people um, use use this, this way, and I'm referring to Google Earth. Yeah, so Google Earth's great, particularly now we've got Starlink, because yeah. we can just bring Google Earth up and that's where we are, and we can lay that over the top of the charts. Um, also, uh, the Garmin charts have a thing which is a, um, a Google Earth photo which you can do a chart overlay. Yeah, I found that very interesting too. That's that's I didn't use it much until I got to the Solomon's course. Now, obviously, the charts around Sydney Harbour and that area, they're, 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 they're 
they're spot on in the cans. It's not to get to somewhere very remote that you start to find things that are different. Yeah. yeah. It, is it hectic, though, when you if you're going into a place like that? Does it get the heart rate up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I, I I got blood pressure machines on the boat. I shouldn't, I shouldn't put them on there, I'm sure. But, um, but what, what we'll do, we'll go in dead slow, like as, yeah. as slow as we can hold a course. And sometimes, sometimes you've got a lot of wind on the beam. That's hard to do yeah. uh, because your, your sweep gets um, a lot larger. And that is the boat, instead of travelling in a straight line forward, it's actually going sideways as you're creeping along. So you're, you're sweeping and things get more tricky. But um, when it gets to that stage, we'll put a, one of our tenders out in front and talk to them on the radio and uh, yeah they look out what's in front of us but in those sort of areas the best thing are your eyes yeah just just keep looking and looking you know you, you can get transfixed on looking at a um, at a chart and not look out the window yeah that's right but it's interesting a little place like lady musgrave getting in through the through the channels there they're not wide some of the channels no no like lady musgrave if you've got a bit of current running you line that up as you drift along the side of the reef and you're drifting sideways, and then when you see the opening, you hit the throttles and hope it reacts and go yeah, in yeah. through the cutting. And so it's about 60 feet wide to get in there. Wow. Yeah, there's not much of it. Mm. And 60 foot sounds like a lot. Uh, yeah, until you're there. <laughs> and the wind's <laughs> blowing. There, there, there and the boat's 20 feet wide. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got all this nice coral up the side of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a bomber, you've got to navigate around as soon as you get in through That's there. That's right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has uh, just posted on Facebook. He's heading out this morning and going to hit the reefs off uh, the Sydney coastline. Then they're going to go out wide and chase some mahi-mahi today. He said the conditions sound perfect. So he's off. Let us know, Chris, if you do go out, um, how things are out there. Look forward to uh, hearing a report. Good luck. The Hope weather is perfect for going out the day too. Doesn't, it looks good, doesn't it? Reports are just perfect, although um, not so much for sailing. We're down to about 10 knots. We were 10 to 15. We're talking about boating. We're not talking about sailing. That's it. So that might lead me to, <laughs> that, that might lead me into my safety tip for the day, and that is if heading offshore, it's a beautiful Don't go day. Don't with <laughs> Sorry, go on. So, no, you, so you're heading offshore, and it's a beautiful day, and you tend to wander out a bit further, a bit further. Use the rules of thirds. One third to get out there, fuel-wise, one third to get back, and one third reserve. Yeah, that's right, exactly. And, and, and be aware at that your fuel tank, if it's inbuilt, uh, might go into the V of the bottom of the boat. Therefore, half the fuel on the gauge it might not be half the fuel that you have left yes well this comes back to knowing your boat and your setup of it type of thing and notoriously boats have um wide shallow tanks and the center units are at the back and the boats don't sit exactly level so it'll say full 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 empty. three quarters <laughs> half empty. <laughs> very quickly type of thing so it's knowing your boat and a lot of the modern engines now have got fuel flow meters and they measure it off the computer on the top of it so so knowing it and resetting that is is a very good thing to mm. do and the point you make's very valid because chatting with marine rescue yesterday i mean the numbers are absolutely was 700 yes from memory 700 in january assists from uh, Marine Rescue New South Wales. Well, yeah, one of them, one of them came in strapped up yesterday afternoon. I was sitting on the back of Alan's boat. <laughs> one of them came in out of fuel, been towed in. That's, I, I think yeah. the boys on board were had more things they were looking at than fuel. Yeah, well, I was talking to the gentleman who came in, and exactly what I was saying earlier—that uh, fuel ran out very quickly at the end there, and he ran out. But I gave him a one for his navigation skills and a, a, a ten out of ten for the girls he had on board. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, right? Misogynist. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah, so if you are heading out today, do take uh, all of the correct um The only time you've got too much fuel on board is when you get a fire. Yep. True that. Yeah. True that. A break, and we're going to catch up with Bobby Dean. In 2024... 2SM has Sydney talking. If you'd like to raise a topic, you've come to the right place. We're all ears. 13 12 69, the telephone number. Richard King has Sydney talking. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, who's on the line. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning. Brent Bultitude has Sydney talking. It's all fine and dandy for the Treasurer and the Prime Minister to turn around and say, look what we're doing. Toothless Tiger stuff, unfortunately. Talking sport has Sydney talking. It's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> on your pat. <laughs> Gary Stewart has Sydney talking. Thank you, Gary, for putting me on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. In 2024, John Laws will continue to keep the dream alive. That's a bit of what is on my mind, so I'd like to know what's on yours. Pick up the telephone. Tell us all about it.
In 2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Our bathroomware stock is overflowing at Beaumont's, so we're pulling the plug. Save on bathroom packages. Take up to 30% off all bathroomware, like House 25 Brushed Gold Shower, 30% off. You'll be happy you chose Beaumont's. Welcome aboard. We kindly ask all passengers to fasten their seatbelts. Preparing for departure. Dad! Recline with three rows of comfort. Indulge in seamless, convenient tech and let a five-star ANCAP safety rating give you extra peace of mind. For a limited time only, enjoy a $2,000 factory bonus. Visit your nearest showroom today. The Hyundai Palisade Luxury SUV. Welcome to first class. Imagine that. Hyundai. What starts with A and ends with E. Supplements for you and me. Vitae Health Supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arbavitae.com.au 2SM Have your say. Call 131269 On 2SM and the Super Radio Network You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 18 minutes to five. Bobby Dean, good morning. How are we, gentlemen? We're good. What are you up to? Uh, Enjoying the heat. Enjoying the heat. (laughs) Not. Not. Oh, hang on. You complain it's cold and you complain it's hot. It's muggy. Oh, muggy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really humid. Yeah. So, yeah. And what brings you back down here, Peter? You uh, get sick of getting rained on. <laughs> no, I've been doing some engineering work down here. Um, I've got a got a business down here that does a bit of engineering work, so it's taken up a bit of my time doing some design work. So yeah, right, yeah. Well, actually, Bobby, when that last cyclone fizzled out, Peter didn't go home. He's been here for three weeks. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, couldn't swim back. <laughs> well, there's, the, the roads up there are still down to one lane between um, Cairns and Port Douglas. Um, yeah, I've seen some of the footage where yeah, the roads have been washed away, or half the roads been washed away. Yeah, and I believe the um, the Range Road there the other day was just totally closed. It uh, yeah. hadn't had another landslide, so. Yep. Bobby Peter was saying last night one of the roads they found the road it's eight metres underneath the current ground level now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, you know, nature doing what nature does. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, what do you do with eight eight meters of clay and mud? Yeah. Where do you put it? You can't just push it in the ocean. I don't think marine parks would like that one very much. <laughs> oh, well, you know, like the 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 reef feeds on nutrients, mate. Yeah, that's true. Very the true. clay and mud's not nutrient up there, is it? <laughs> but oh well, you know, there's a lot of bacteria and and the like, which. Feeds your planktons, yes, which feeds the whole ecosystem, including the reef. That's what you know, it makes me laugh. Yeah, you know, they putting crap on the farmers for a little bit of erosion and the like. And you know, the reef actually puts out a gas to seed the you know, make the clouds that make the rain to bring the nutrients. So yeah, that's how the system works. Uh, just looking at the current observations, you like this, Bobby. North Head's got um, 
zero, basically they're saying it's an east southeaster. Sydney Harbour's calm, it's got a westerly at zero. Fort Edison's got a west nor'wester at three to four. Sydney Airport's got a southerly at seven to eight, and Little Bay's got a south southwester at four to five. <laughs> Is that what you call variable? Light and variable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like it when they say, "Oh, we've got a southwesterly swell." Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, on the fishing front, I forgot to mention yesterday they got the billfish shootout up at New South Wales, uh, New, Newcastle Port Stephens. You know? Yes. And I managed to pick up the last of the skeds yesterday, so that was good. They got a few fish. Most people were travelling on the last sked. But uh, I'm curious to see what happens today. Hopefully I can pick up the skeds this morning. But, uh, yeah, so that way things are, you know, not too bad. Okay. Any uh, size of the fish cool. they caught on the reports? Uh, little blacks, from what I heard. Although there's a report of 135 kilo fish, didn't say whether it was black, blue, or striped. Right. Probably a blue. More than likely, but, uh, you know, I can't really call it, say, call it sophistication, you know. Okay. But uh, anyway, on the freshwater front, boys, I just had a look at the lake levels. You can be in it's 60%. Gin the mine's about 70, and Tantagra is pretty stable at. 25, which that could be a very interesting fishery once it, you know, has been sitting up that level for a while, last few weeks. Uh, you can be fishing well. Dindermine has slowed, but uh, it's a funny lake, I don't know. Just like I could never get my head around. But uh, here up in the mountains, central west mountains, you know. Uh, Wallace, Tomos, Lake Lyle, some really quality bass coming out of Lake Lyle. Uh, Avron, like I said, it's, you know, it's up and down. Yeah, I've had it before. You, you don't catch a fish before lunch, and then after lunch they turn on and bite, you know, and you go and get your bag with them in an hour, hour and a half. You know, so it's just crazy. Yeah. Chifley uh, uh, and all them are fishing quite well. Wyangala, Burrendong, fishing great for natives. The Rockland Macquarie again. Yeah, Golden Perch, Murray Cod. So, uh, yeah, the Central West out there is, is fishing quite well. That couple of years of really good rain and there's been follow-ups. I don't know how many nephew went yesterday. He was going to take his young bloke out from the Pooyan, Penrith, and uh, fish down below the weir, but yeah, they had uh, been the storms come through. He might have went down after them. Right. I never got a message from him, so I don't know if he went or not. But there's been a hell of, hell of a lot of mold out there. I've seen a photo of one fish that was 60 centimetres, and anybody that's caught bully mullet up, you know, any over 40, they go like the clappers. They really do. So... Okay. Yeah. I was just checking the dam levels. Warragam is at 97%. Um, yeah. Greater Sydney dams at 93%. Regional dam levels are 78%. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. Hmm. Yeah. There's good information if you go to Water New South Wales. It gives you all the information on every dam. So. Yeah, well, I had trouble with this, right? Uh, I might have to do an update on it, brief, yeah. Delete and reinstall. That's the one? Yeah. But, uh, which one were you having trouble with? Oh, geez. It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Kieran answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're asking the wrong person the wrong question. <laughs> the, the, the problem is the screen, it doesn't show you what you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's probably, it's probably the operator error. Yeah. How often do they update those, Alan? Oh, they're updated weekly at least. Weekly? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't change dramatically in a week. No, 0.31% in a week, but it gives you all the information. But also, yeah, well, you go through the bomb site, you can actually get the live ones. So if you go to um, observations, 
and then you can go to dam and river levels, and it's got them all listed. They're actually live every hour, an hour and a half, those ones. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's side I've got. And yeah. I can tell you, for those heading offshore out of Cairns today, that's some 250 miles offshore to Willis Island, the wind there is about 19 knots from the south-southeast. That's about normal for out there, isn't it? <laughs> that's about normal, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, yeah. I've been a cook town, mate, and, you know, in August, you get the mango winds, mate, and, you know, that's all you hear is mangoes hitting the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it should be called Point Blowhard. Yeah, yeah. Up there. Only one it's, thing um, it just blows all the time at Cooktown, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It is, a, it is a windy part of the coast. It's great when you're heading north to Lizard Island, but when it's time to come home, it's another story. Um, yeah. we, we generally, instead of going up the coast there, we we'll go out to the outer ribbon reefs and come down the outer ribbon reefs because it's calmer than the inshore coastal passage. There you go. There's a tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? More, the more stable there. out there? Yeah, it took an X up okay. a couple of weeks and... Good. Weak. Oh, just lost my battery in the headsets. Blakey, Blakey's just lost all the power in his headset, so he didn't hear what you said. But uh, I'll pass that on. I'll pass yeah, that on. Yeah. Gee, you can sledge him now because he can't hear you. Oh, right. that's a waste of time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you got? We've banished him. No, you wanted the. Uh, you took the day off. You took the day off. Ah, oh, that's me, Alan. It was yesterday, mate. <laughs> Alan's just turning my headset up so that yeah. my ears are now bleeding. Yeah, I was doing that just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. You have a good week, Bobby. All right, gentlemen. I'll chat with you next weekend. Look forward to it. Cheers, mate. Good luck, please. There is a Bobby Dean. Yeah, fiddling with my headset, eh? You, you wanted this one, I think. Yeah, I want the other one. Yeah. Yeah. At least now I know what it looks like to see someone with an electric chair. <laughs> Grant, Grant's hair was just standing up on end there and a little bit, a little bit of steam coming out. Not too much yeah. smoke at this stage. Nosebleed. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's no problem. You've got to turn it down. I'll get it sorted out in a minute. Well, I'm a battery. It's funny. That's one of the uh, one of the pros and cons of this game, especially having worked in motorsport for so long. Uh, industrial deafness is a thing. Pardon? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I remember Mike Bailey and, and may he rest in peace, lovely man, Mike. Yeah. But you'd come into the studio after Mike had be, been here. If his headsets were on the on the counter, they'd be bouncing up and down because Mike was deaf. I, deaf I, as a post. I actually. <laughs> Years and years ago, when Global TV were the uh, contractors to do all the, the rugby league, I had a phone call from Global and they said, uh, mate, um, we, we want to ask you a bit of a favour. And I said, sure, why, why the hell's Global ringing me for asking me for a favour? They said, you apparently built a, an amplifier so Ray Warren's headsets, he could hear his headsets. <laughs> he said, we're just after the, the te- technical information. He said he loves it and we just want to. Want to try and work out what you've done? I said you've several twenty-five watt per channel amplifier and just plug his headphones into it. It wasn't real <laughs> difficult, mate. But I tell you what, you can hear them from you can hear them from space. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, Mike used to lip read all the time. Yeah, if you talk to me, Ray he'd be wasn't watching. that bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Mike was. He was a lovely fellow, but yeah, he was married to Miss Helena. Yes, he was. Yeah, from Romper Room. I've got a, I've got something with her, Miss Helena. You know the magic mirror that she had? Yes. She never once said my name. You know, funny you she, say that. She never said Peter. I was very upset about that. Yeah. I'd sit there glued to that TV screen, waiting for Miss Elena to say, I can see Peter. She never seen me. There's, oh, there's actually a did. bit of inside information. When I first met her, I had a go. I said, listen, never once... Did you look through your magic mirror and say hello to me? I'm tipping. <laughs> I'm tipping the only kids that got a mention were crew members' kids. She I went, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a great sense of humour too. Yeah. yeah. No, they were, they were fun. Fun people. Yeah. Hey, he was a good boy, Mike. Mm. Mm. We've worked with some interesting people. The High Tide Program, longest running fishing and boating program in the world. Yes. Mm. Yes. Been going over 30 years. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, we're all getting older. Yeah, they kept telling Kieran, wouldn't work. <laughs> it won't work. You won't survive. I was going to say, end it shows. <laughs> Kieran doesn't listen to anyone, so it's good. There's no problems. Oh, you, 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 oh no, he wouldn't download a podcast. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be too That's hard. not going to happen. Yes. We're safe for a little bit. We are safe. Although, Yvonne and Swanee might uh, go, nah. hey, guess what they said? Oh, they might tell him, yeah. To stir the pot. 
Sturdable. Well, guys, we've got three minutes before we need to go to the news. On the other side of the news, we're going to catch up with Laurie McAnally. That's always good chat. I can't wait for that. PJ will be along as well. And we need to chat about uh, Blake's Marine at some stage, too. I remember them. Yeah. Have you you seen the place lately? Yeah, I was in there Friday. They haven't painted or changed the locks on you or anything? No, no. Just the house. Um, There's plenty of boats changing over. How did you you go with Grant's suggestion a little while back there about um, the free insurance of every boat you bought? (laughs) (laughs) Kieran's good to me, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) We we had was a week when, where was it? You were away and we thought, oh, look. He didn't leave us. A, we'll just we'll just do what we want. So yeah, just, make just make it up. Just make it up. Lee blames me when that happens. Yeah, I worry. could picture Lee just pulling his hair out, and swearing and cursing and throwing up. I heard Alan on the weekend. I heard the boys in high tide. They told me this. <laughs> so what's so special this week, Alan? What have you got there? Oh, look, there's some good Stacer packages and Bar Crusher packages there. Uh, we're starting to get a decent flow of stock through. So and motors are becoming freer, which is good. Um, is this all after the slowdown from COVID? Yes. Yeah, still it's taken catcher. this long. Yeah, and they've st- still got problems yeah. because people just don't want to come back to work and do bits and pieces, and uh, it's very hard for the manufacturers. And also their supply chains, because everything's so long and how it does, it's it's changed the world. Yeah. I'm, I believe a lot of these um, outboard motors getting um, built and purchased and that are getting fitted to vessels which cross the, um, the uh, Mediterranean yeah. and just get left on the other side. Yes. As you yeah. get off and run. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's just the shipping is horrendous and how long it's going to take and what's going to go. They just don't know because of the instability over there, which way they're going to go and what's going to happen. And uh, it's just thousands of ships t- tied up and can't move. And then we had the problems with the ports here with the arguments with the with the unions. Yeah. But uh, it, it makes it hard because you say to someone, oh, you're going to get something in four weeks or six weeks. And after six, eight, ten weeks, and you're still looking for it. Yeah. And, the, like, be it a boat or a car, the world's changed. I mean, once upon a time you went in, you bought a car, and they'd detail it and get, had it two That's or three right. days later, and now yeah. it's months and months. That's right. So if That's I right. go in there tomorrow for a fistful of cash and I want to buy myself a bar crusher, when can I, when can I start to run around in the water? Depend, if the boat's in stock, if it's rigged, we can get it out in a couple of days. But normally a bar crusher... We'll have the boat in stock. We won't put the motor or the electronics on because everyone wants to specialise in what they want. So it depends. We've got three people full-time at fit-up uh, just fitting boats out, but it could be anywhere between a week to three weeks uh, to get it rigged up. And then you've got to, if they want something specialised in electronics that you don't have in stock, we carry a fair few electronics. You've got to order those in and get them and, and make it all up. So it, it can, the boat itself can take two to two and a half days for one person just to try and fit it out. That's and massive. Specialised. We've got the news at five o'clock. On the other side of that, we're back with High Tide. 2SM Super Network News. A coalition of advocacy groups is calling for customers caught up in financial scams to be reimbursed. They want the law to be changed by the end of the year so that the banking industry pays for customer reimbursement. Super Network News. WA will be the first state to have their schools receive 100% of the schooling resourcing standard, a mark which only the ACT meets. Immediate. Independent. Unbiased. Police have charged a teenager in relation to the alleged stabbing murder of a 70-year-old woman southwest of Brisbane. Detective Heath McQueen says even seasoned detectives were shocked by the magnitude of the crime. Sydney, Canberra and regional Australia. Emergency services were called to Barara Railway Station following reports a man and woman had been hit by a train just after midnight. The pair were treated by paramedics but died at the scene. 2SM Super Network News. Are you building a new home? Well,